Hi, welcome to Now and Then. It's your host, Isaiah. What's up? How's it going? Uh, This is the new stand episode. Um, I mean, you know, the idea, the routine. Um, But uh, I'm just going to kick back, actually, and talk a little bit. You know, we've had a pretty fun, crazy week. Um, Let's see. What did I eat? Did I eat anything wild? Um, Oh, I did make... uh, carnitas and uh coconut curry rice that was fun i I got some naan and i made that that was a vibe um in terms of what did i do this week uh nothing well i did some stuff i got my booster and i also got my flu shot at the same time same day well you know back to back i guess you know um so that was wonderful i felt so great um i want to say what is it i i took it i was like okay yeah we're good we're good and then uh like just 12 hours later i was just bodied so i was like i took like about the the rest i mean i went to sleep barely uh woke up and i took another day off i was like no this ain't it this ain't it chief um but after that was pretty good i was back to normal um Movie Corner, I did see Spider-Man, No Way Home. It's part of the reason why I'm just like gabbing right now, because I'm like, I had to talk to someone, so I'm at least going to put it out there. Now, no spoilers, obviously. I'm not going to like go on a rant or anything, but I will say yes, good movie. Uh, If you like um, Marvel movies in general, I would say go see it, especially if you saw, like if you're into the Tom Holland Spider-Man arc, just just a mm, chef kiss uh end on that on that three piece um loved it enjoyed it um let's see anything else before i get into the nitty gritty um no no that's about it we can just get into the news we can go ahead chop it up um i got a couple stories from hey i wanted to start off with um this one i got from the ap news but uh it's a sad story um a fireball from overturned tanker kills 75 in Haiti. Um, essentially, a tanker, a gasoline tanker, um, you know, was driving along, um, and this happened in Cap Capatian, Capadian. Um, and essentially, you know, it's the second largest city in Haiti. Um, so it's driving along, and a motorcycle kind of comes and veers in off, I guess, off of it. They try to like veer off so they don't hit it, overturns. And that's an accident in and of itself. So it's like, oh, no, that's not good. Then there are people who are trying to come and, you know, pick up, siphon up any of the remaining gas, you know, before it burns up or whatever. Um, and then essentially in the process of doing that, there was some kind of spark, you know, from the accident or whatever. And then there was this big explosion, you know, hits like throughout the whole city um, and 75 people died um so it's definitely a tragic event our hearts go out to haiti it's it's definitely like a blow after blow after blow um you know it's a lot of devastation a lot of chaos but um yeah i mean seeing some of the scenes uh it's pretty crazy you know just people bandaged and bundled up and 
it's just in mass. And then, you know, just to see the city that's already been devastated, that's already going through so much, then just have another layer, just literally like a layer of an explosion just caked on it. And I don't know how it's hard to describe even. Um, but um definitely, you know, keep you posted with more news. Um, but good news I got from Haiti, speaking of which, um the um Haiti gang releases all 12 missionaries held captive for two months. So the remaining is kind of like the, you know, the tail end in cap piece, but the, the four under Mazawas, um, which apparently I, I've, I learned from like listening to another podcast, like covering Haiti and talking about Haiti, which I guess there might be some side things I might get into while I go into this, but um, essentially I think that there it's like the Mazoa, the Mazoa, I'm going to pronounce this right maybe once, hopefully once. Mawozo. Mawozo. The 400 Mawozo. It's like stupid boys or something like that. Like it's it's kind of like like a bad term, but I guess it's like kind of like they it's done in a different way. I don't know. But essentially like they, you know, were the gang and they don't say in any of the articles, any of the stuff I've heard or read so far, if they paid the 17 million I'm assuming that there was some kind of negotiation made because um, there there wasn't any talk of anyone apprehended or anything like that. So um, it just seemed like FBI got on the scene and started negotiating. And, um, you know, two months later, you know, the people were released. So that's, I mean, that's good that the remaining 11 Americans, and I think the one Canadian, I think, was uh, sent home. So that was... Uh, you know, upside there. Um, also, they've been making more connections with the um, Moise, uh, the, the president assassination. Uh, I, th- I got this from the NY Times. We're listening to that podcast. Highly suggest, as always. Um, but essentially, they just tie more strings. Like, you know, they, they, we already have, you know, the, the connection that forms the whole, you know, Colombian mercenary, you know, stuff in... Miami, you know, the two people who are from Haiti who, you know, were also involved. But apparently on the Haitian side that there were links and connections that kind of show more involvement to the former party that actually helped get um we selected. So I mean it's it's some deep stuff. Um turns out um Yules are involved. I mean it's a lot. It's a it's a whole thing. Um, it's kind of a tangent to go on today on this episode, but I, I do highly suggest looking into that, looking that up. Um, but yeah, there was some good news there. Wanted to talk about that, put an in piece in cap on that. Um, also wanted to start up another kind of conversation, uh, something I've kind of been missing throughout this year, but another, I guess, event kind of happened that brought it back up to this forefront. Um, got this from, uh, I almost said Rutgers again, I almost said uh, Rutgers again. It's Reuters, right? Yeah. Um, but a U.S. judge tosses out a $4.5 billion deal shielding the Stacklers from opioid lawsuits. Um, essentially, this is a big deal because, uh, you know, the opioid crisis. I mean, I'm pretty sure any of the listeners involved, you know, any of the listeners, you know, who know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to word this. You know, I've been smoking and drinking a little all day, guys. Sorry. Give me a break. Um, but 
you're most likely old enough to kind of know like the early the 90s was a time where pretty much the opioid thing became an issue you know there was a way to kind of have almost heroin in pill-like form and pharmacies were pushing it like crazy and you know places like walgreens and you know your local drugstore would just allow you to you know get what you needed and there wouldn't really be much of a you know safeguard or too much of an advanced protocol like there is now um so essentially now you know a lot of chickens have come home to roost a lot of families have lost children and you know a lot of families have just been devastated by the opioid crisis and um Essentially, that has led to a lawsuit against the Sackler family and, um, you know, their company, which I believe is Purdue. Um, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Um, but, you know, OxyContin did a lot of damage. Um, I remember being in school and, I mean, we had, um, like, it, you know, the few friends I'd have or whatever, we'd talk. And I didn't know too, too much. I was a very, you know, Christian, isolated kid till like, around 18 when I, like, started smoking. But, like, the the talk of, like, Oxycontin was very common. Like, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I didn't know what it really did. But, like, I understood that it was something that <clears throat> you could pretty much get pretty pretty easily. Um, then towards the tail end and then in college, it was, like, Adderall kind of became the conversation. Um, but that's another thing. Uh, so, essentially, though, it was so easy to get. And you have to imagine then for the kids, for the parents, like all you had to do is just have like a back issue or, you know, some kind of injury, getting a yada, you know, it would just be so easily prescribed to just deal with your thing because it's like, hey, your pain's dealt, dealt with, problem solved. And it's like, no, it's not solving any problems. And then when they tighten up on this shit and you can't get your drug, that's often how this backslides into heroin addiction because then you have to get something to make this work and be cheap and effective heroin's the only lateral you can make um so i mean essentially the federal judge overturning this deal i mean and it is weird because i mean they stay it's like the the bankruptcy um judges they can't just make this deal for you guys and say okay you guys are protected from future litigation and something like this you know and and i i feel like i agree like it definitely then just feels like you just got to pay for your freedom you know, you just needed a price tag amount that was over, you know, billions. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad to see it. And I do think other people are as well. Um, I do definitely want to get more into this. Um, like I said, I mean, this has kind of been something that's been going on for a while. And I felt like I kind of missed the beat on it and um, or didn't just really know how to talk about it too much. But I was like, fuck it today. You know, let's do it this week. Fuck it. We go live. Um, but yeah, the Sackler family, dude, uh, I'm not giving them flowers. Fuck that. Um, they really didn't want to skate away from this. And I mean, I have a, a little bit of beef about it. Cause it always feels like these kind of issues, like, I mean, drugs, you know, has been a rampant thing, you know, in poor cities and poor places, like it's very common. And I feel like this problem became an issue became an actual highlighted issue because it was something that really affected middle-class suburbanites. Like it floated all the way up that fast. And because of that, because those people were experiencing the same thing that people at the bottom experience, okay, we really should do something. But at the same time, we really should do something. So I'm glad that, you know, a 
judge, you know, of that caliber of the federal level said, yeah, no, you guys got to fucking rework this shit. This shit ain't right. So um, we'll keep you posted. Hopefully, you know, there'll be more news. I really want to see these guys press, press, press to the fucking wall about it. I want them to pay out everything. I mean, I, I don't think the Sacklers are going to go to jail or anything like that, but I want them to pay more and more <laughs> as much as possible. Um, and more news. This is kind of an update to the, um, gosh, um, the Kellogg strike. Um, and this is, uh, from, and this is my first time getting this, uh, this, this, what is this? What's the word I'm looking for? Let me smoke about it real quick. Goddamn. Article source. Thank you, Mary Jane. Um, uh, the World Socialist website. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. But at the same time, uh, I do feel like I'm, I'm pretty sure I could cross collaborate this or whatever. You guys can obviously clap back at me if this isn't it or whatever. Um, but let's see. The title for this article was uh, Leaked Email Exposes Union Management Conspiracy to Defeat, to defeat Kellogg's Strike as Sanders attempts to deflect anger towards Mexico. Um, so essentially, you know, the, the crux of what I wanted to talk about is the first part. Um, but the bakery confectionery tobacco workers and gray millers international union and Kellogg's management, uh, apparently like there's this email chain, I guess they got leaked or whatever. And, uh, essentially the idea was like, oh, okay, we are trying to kind of get, get them to come to the table over this deal that you guys want. And, you know, but that's not what the strike want workers want. Like, that's why it got denied in the first place, like what we talked about before. And essentially, I guess this email that got leaked is like, hey, like, more or less, the people who are in charge of this shit for the people, for the union side, are kind of saying like, hey, we're doing our best here. We're really trying to get them to come to the table and, and, and you know, get, give you what you want. And they're really supposed to be giving what the people want which is is not this low tier, you know, kind of bottomless entry for newcomers. You know, they want people to have the same benefits that the people have currently, um, you know, at least something closer to that. And, um, you know, people are still striking for that. Thank God. I mean, I, I am still rooting for them. You know, at the same time, though, I know that that kind of struggle sucks. You know, you're having to sit out in cold, shitty weather you know, you're leaning on the money that you're getting from your union. Um, you know, you're not, it's just not, it's not good. It's not an easy time. It's not like you're living on an easy street. It's not like you're sitting out there just having a good time tailgating. No, like you're out there in shitty ass fucking situations, fighting for your job, literally, um, you know, watching people go into your job and, and do your shit. And it's just like, it's, I would imagine probably the most miserable thing. Um, so to kind of know that the people above you aren't fighting correctly for you, in fact, they're potentially aiding the enemy, is just like, that's crazy. That's fucked up. Um, so, I mean, that's why when I want to talk about it, because I'm like, I mean, you know, totally if this is completely founded and like, you know, whatever, then it's like, damn, like, what the fuck? Um, but I do think a highlight was that Sanders did come out. Um, I saw some pictures and it was really cute. Um, he was talking to families and you know, taking pictures of people. Um, and um, 
I thought that was really sweet. And um, hopefully we'll have more good news there and less bad news. Um, hopefully that Kellogg's isn't completely done. I know he said in the other thing that they are trying to hire now permanent workers, which I think is jetty as fuck. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Shit's crazy. <laughs> but our last bit of news um, Congress has finally um, raised the debt ceiling. So that'll be pretty cool <laughs> to not have to worry about that, at least till next year. Um, I want to say we're good now till it's it's through 2022, I believe. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see here though. But they want it, uh, the vote passed 221 to 209 in the House. Um, also, I heard that one Republican did vote yes, which I thought was pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, it goes throughout 2022. So it goes into 2023. So, you know, that, that's at least one less thing to worry about. Uh, I guess you could say a, a check in uh, favor of Biden, uh, finally getting that worked out. Um, I mean, granted, it was nice to not have to hear about Manchin or, you know, Kirsten Cinema as much this week. Even though, you know, Kamala Harris apparently got roasted in an interview with, um, was it Charlemagne the God? Which I'm like, I think that's crazy that you would get on a, <laughs> you would get on, if you're a vice president, you're going to get on an interview with a guy who works at Comedy Central. Like, this is going to go well. This, this, that's not Jon Stewart. Like, it's just, this is loose. This is a loose play. Um, I don't know. Um, I heard that didn't go well. Um, but I mean, <laughs> isn't that part of the course this year um, for, our, for you know, just pretty much the Dems right now? Um, but yeah, that was some good news. One less thing to worry about. So that's that's what's up. Um, let's see. Do I have any uh, closing bits? Oh, I did. If, if you're a listener and, you know, you can contact me, you know, you can get in my DMs, personal DMs or, you know, the... Um, the socials on um, now and then podcast. Um, you know, we got the Gmail that's now and then podcast gang gmail.com. You can use that too. We'll look at that. But what are you, this is just something that kind of, it was a topic that came up this week. Um, what are your, your thoughts on the word cracker? Um, do you feel like that is a racial slur? Um, or do you feel like that's just kind of like a word that's just kind of funny and you know, it links to white people. I don't know. Um, I'm curious what, you know, my, my little ragtag bunch of followers, listener audience thinks. Um, get back to me, please. I really appreciate that. Um, but, you know, in general, um, you stay up and you stay well. Know that, uh, you know, we love you over here. Um, I'm sure I'll be getting another episode up, you know, in the near future. So um, you'll be getting that. And, um Yeah. Uh, like I said, stay cozy out there, guys. Love ya. Bye. Mwah.